0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Divided Films, the podcast where audiences and critics do not agree on movies and we pick a side. Uh, this week on the podcast, as always, we have my co-host, Keith. Hello! And uh, joining us back on the podcast are uh, Frequent guest, our good buddy, Sebastian. Welcome back, Sebastian.
1: Hello, happy to be back.
0: Uh, Yeah, glad to have you back and uh, talk about a movie that I think we should have a very interesting discussion on. This week, we're discussing the 2014 movie, Noah, directed by Darren Aronofsky and starring Russell Crowe. This movie falls into the category of... Uh, Having a positive score from critics and a negative score from audiences on Rotten Tomatoes, 76% of critics approved, but only 41% of audiences approved. And the critics' consensus with sweeping visuals grounded by strong performances in service of a timeless tale told on a human scale, Darren Aronofsky's Noah brings the Bible epic into the 21st century. So, our first time talking about a religious themed movie just in time for um, Easter. Yes, yes, exactly, that came to mind. We we at one point we were considering discussing The Passion of the Christ, but we'll save that for another day. Uh that one <laughs> <laughs> that one's a lot to take in. So, uh, I think we'll start <laughs> off easier as for our first religious film discussion and we'll go with Noah instead. So, uh, there you have it, though. No, a movie that critics were more on board with than audiences. Um, Sebastian, we saw this movie together actually in a test screening back did, yes. in 2014, or maybe it was 2013. I don't know how ahead of time we had seen it before it was released in theaters because we went to this mall where there's like a really big AMC, and we actually I actually in a couple of test screenings there. That they'll like go around and ask people. come see them so that's where we saw that and not all the special effects were finished being rendered which was an interesting (laughs) experience there was a couple of moments where you saw very choppy unfinished like computer like cgi animation and it would take us out of it a little bit i don't know like there's a couple of big moments where all of a sudden you get like like really blocky animation or (laughs) something (laughs) like rendered to be finished
1: yeah, like the big battle. It was just like a bunch of gray blobs. <laughs> really?
2: Looks like <laughs> Minecraft.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like all of a sudden you go from like, the fi- we saw some finished ones mixed with some unfinished ones. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, they they oh, gave wow. us a heads up. That would be the case. But it was jarring nevertheless. But anyways, this might be the first time I'd seen the finished film because I didn't really go back to it until now. Same. Uh, uh, but what do you guys think? Did, is it surprising that this is something critics like more than audiences? And what were your initial thoughts? So what do you think, Sebastian?
1: So I think, you know, I was pleasantly surprised, like, having seen it like for the second time. You know, I wasn't sure how well it would hold up. And ultimately, I think it is a an accomplished movie. And I'm not really surprised that critics liked it because I think it kind of... Beats expectations in some way from a critical standpoint of, you know, this religious epic, and but I think it takes a very creative approach to the story, um, and you know I, I enjoy that aspect of it. Obviously, it has like a lot of messaging, a lot of um certain like these like can get a little preachy at times. Um, so I think that might be an aspect that audiences maybe didn't like this kind of like um, stark portrayal of humanity. They're yeah it's like warmongering, flesh eating monsters <laughs> right so it if it, it can feel judgmental, I guess, if you take it personally um but ultimately, I think it it was a good movie, but like at the same time, I don't know if I care about seeing it again, you know, weirdly enough
0: yeah yeah i I agree I mean uh like I said, this was the first time that I'd seen it. Apparently, you had seen it since it first had been released back in 2014. So that maybe speaks to how it's not as rewatchable of a movie. But then again, I don't know how many of Aronofsky's movies are super rewatchable anyway. Not exactly. that you not that you have to make super rewatchable movies, but that um, is just an interesting trend in his filmography. What do you think, Keith? Uh,
2: um. Well, first off, I think Darren Aronofsky is perfect for this podcast. I this isn't his only. Divided film Whether the critics Love it or hate his movies It's kind of He's kind of a. He's kind of made for this podcast JJ And mm-hmm. I I always think If a movie's like Three hours You kind of Or longer You kind of have to like You kind of have to dedicate Some time in your, You can't just put a Three hour movie on Willy nilly Darren Aronofsky Even though This movie's like Two and twenty minutes Two fifteen You kind of have to long. It's not too long But you have to say I'm going to watch Noah you can't just put <laughs> Noah on like that. Uh, watching this, this is my first time. I don't get invited to press screenings. Uh, I, <laughs> I wish, and, and I wish somewhere along the line we got like a comedy of Noah, but instead we got a, a goofy historical epic drama that completely is a mixed direction.
0: Oh, okay, so you think yeah. maybe the movie is at times like uh, unintentionally like humorous, and that might deflate some of the epicness that it's striving for.
2: I think the story of Noah is, in any other context, is goofy, and I and like I I look, I, I, I know this movie has offended people for some reason, but it's it's hard. The, come on, when VeggieTales makes Noah, it's goofy. This movie, Veggie yeah, Tales
0: has done like Jonah in the Whale. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't want
2: to. I think I'm happy this movie exists. It gives us like I think Daranowski is one of the most interesting filmmakers, and his passion for this movie shows in all his movies. Um, but it just kind of it, it missed the mark. I think maybe maybe for me it it sounds like it's just for me, but I I didn't. I like I don't it. know. <laughs> He's definitely... I was not a fan. I respect okay him, but I didn't.
0: Sure. Like him. Well, Darren Aronofsky is always a director who makes very bold choices in his movies. And this is definitely something I feel like there's an... It's hard to do, like, ism against his last name because it's already hard to pronounce. But, like, an Aronofsky-ism of this movie, for example, is like those rock angels, right? That's the first... That's definitely a touch brought by the director... Not that I am like an expert on the Bible or anything, but I'm pretty sure there aren't rock angels in the Bible. Maybe fallen angels. I have interesting biblical angels.
1: context for that. I'll okay. Talk to that later when you're done.
0: I, this is one of the reasons too, Sebastian. Like, I mean, for for starters, I'm pretty sure we all grew up in Catholic families, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yes. But, uh, I'm probably like the least I I remember the least from my Sunday school days. So you guys will have to like help me out a bit. Uh, if it, when it comes to what exactly is in the Bible when it, you know, in, in the actual story of Noah. But anyways, that is an interesting creative interpretation that was taken. And I think, from my research, some people didn't mind. I mean, America is a very Christian, religious country, and people take their faith very seriously. So there are people who don't want a creative interpretation of biblical stories but then on the other hand there are other people who do like just the fact that there are mainstream movies about biblical stories so you kind of have a mixed bag i think within religious communities this might be a divisive film
1: sure and i i would i kind of want to dispute what keith said about noah being a goofy story like i'm not sure what you mean there exactly but one of the things i really respect and like about this movie is that it doesn't take the story lightly Right, a lot of these biblical stories that have like these really heavy things that happen, but it's all very condensed. Like I actually read last night, I read this story of Noah, okay. just like just to give myself like uh, just like a bearing on like what it was in the Bible, and it's you know, it's like a couple pages, and it's you know, it doesn't go into really. Details. It's four chapters. it out, yeah. But what I like about the movie is that like oh yeah, this guy had to live with being involved with the drowning of the entire human race. Yeah, and you know the scenes where they have to listen to the cries of the people dying, and it's like the psychological torment of that. I think is a really interesting aspect of it, and I think it, it, it has a lot of merit. I believe
0: that was explored in the scene, obviously after the flooding has happened, which I want to get into that scene too. But I found that to be almost an element that I found horrifying the the one image of the people up on the one rock, it's like mm-hmm. you can tell if it's like the land is totally flooded maybe just some, some parts of high land is sticking out of the water a little bit but these people clinging to the the rock as the waves crash upon them, that did look like something painted from a biblical scene yeah. or maybe something you might see in like a very scary stained glass or something like that uh so or even, <laughs> even some moments I did find kind of horrifying when they're charging the the Ark, and that one girl gets like trampled to death. I was like, oh, it's yeah, a little, yeah. it's very brutal at times, yeah, which yeah. I guess is going for that Old Testament style of religious storytelling, which is the brutality of this this world before Jesus saves everyone. It was a very, uh, it was a very brutal and violent world. Well, it's Old of,
1: Testament, so Jesus wasn't really involved. That's here. what I'm
0: saying. Like pre, pre, like you know, uh, like in like the was old, it, old Testament.
2: Was I like I? I know we could. Like there are, uh, and Emma Watson even says a quote. Uh, like, it, it's a very kind of ambiguous timeline. It's like because what these people are wearing, and some of these metal works, like when the first time you find. Uh, well, it's anachronistic, right? Because you don't know an, what. It's supposed to be like a thousand years the in flux. the past or a thousand years in the future. Like well, it's, co- it's like they're wearing hangers far... with buttons and metal. The metal works of. Well, here here's the thing. Here's
1: the thing, right? To give you context, right? Like, like this is like, I think there's like maybe some brief stuff in the Bible about it. Like, I'm not really religious, but just to give it kind of some context, I think it's interesting. Like that they like think of it as like there's a whole world before the flood, and this is this is developed. For several generations since like Adam and Eve, so we don't like. Yeah. I think you know it, it. It creates a lot of like, you know, creative license to create a world that has a certain amount of technology or, you know, a certain amount of element of that development. But, you know, there was you know there was um, there you know, the idea that there was the idea that these people were developed in some ways, and the Watchers in the story are the ones that taught the humans how to do a lot of this stuff, a lot of metal work and. You know, in the Bible, even, like, I think they talk about, like, um, sor- sorcery and shit like that. But, um, interesting tidbit about the, the Watchers, though. They're not, like, necessarily the good guys. They're in, fallen angels. Yeah, the fallen angels, but, like, the, the funny thing, is, they, they kind of come out of, like, an ap- apocryphal book of the Bible, which is kind of, like, a book of the Bible that didn't make the cut for the actual Bible. <laughs> okay. So, like, they come out of the book of Enoch, and basically they were, like, there were angels that came to earth, like they were like, so, and they decided to teach humans. And this is like what I found in, on a Wikipedia here. So it should be fun to listen to. Um, so, and it kind of like adds a different element to the story of Noah, so this is from add,
0: the, this is from the director's cut of the Bible. Yeah.
1: Director's <laughs> cut of the Bible. Um, this has not, not Snyder much cut to do, <laughs> has, not, has yeah. not much to do with the, the movie Noah, but it kind of tells you what they changed to kind of make it, for the movie, to make the movie easier to make in some ways. Right, so so in the in the Book of Enoch, the watchers or angels dispatched to Earth to watch over the humans. They soon to be they soon began to lust for human women, and at the prodding of their leader, defect, to illicitly instruct humanity and procreate with them. The offspring of these unions are the Nephilim, savage giants who pillage the earth and endanger humanity. So basically, like, part of the story of Enoch is that like, basically these angels and humans started fucking, and they created these mean giants, and that's part of the reason <laughs> why God wanted to flood the earth. But that is you now obviously like glazed over for the movie to make it more like tangible, like a story. <laughs>
2: I'm okay with wow. the padding of the I I or I understand the padding. Like, I just think it was that interesting. No, it is. That's, it, the lore the is interesting.
0: That's why we have such good looking peoples because angels came down and you know, <laughs> had children with some ugly people and you know we well, got all of them, good- look- them drowned now. Oh, that's true. Well. <laughs> well
2: um I just thought when the stuff happened, it was incredibly goofy. I, I had to say to myself, like what the fuck is going on? What what, what was movie goofy am I in? The Lord of the Rings When Lord of the Rings started happening in the middle of the movie. The, rock, well, like when when people the, started, the people, the people started running the block the, the blocks of text or the block of graphics that you guys saw in your pre, uh pre-screening I, when they're all oh. running to the book, to the arc. oh yeah and they're and, all getting the the, uh, the the watchers are blocking it i had to say to myself like what the hell am i watching like wh- where did this movie go it, like this i thought i thought what it was trying to do was coming off i was like what the hell am i watching and I, I guess it. goofy I, is the term that I'm using, but I, it, it's... I kind of bought it because, I don't know, for some
0: reason, I found these rock angels. I had some weird affection for them. I thought they were kind of, like, adorable. <laughs> I don't compelling. know. They're very they're, compelling. Right. They're, they're expressive, which is interesting. And so when they're going back up to they... heaven and they're being redeemed, I found that kind of cathartic. I thought... I don't, for some reason I was more invested in these rock angels than in any of the other characters so I find that to be like kind of a beautiful thought that they or when they are destroyed they go back up to heaven for their redemption
1: yeah but and and to Keith's point I do see the Lord of the Rings in the rocks because they do remind me of the tree people of the ants yeah of yeah. the ants yeah <laughs> yeah so there is that element of it
2: and you know you're not wrong in that aspect Keith but it didn't bother me no well, I, I guess I, it did bother me when I, I did, like, like wake myself up going, like, wait, what the hell am I watching? Uh, but mm. I, like, I can underst- I wonder if he wanted this in this movie. Because I the studio, and this is what I do appreciate. The studio gave 130, 125 to, or 160. They gave it to Darren to say, hey, make your biblical epic. I always appreciate a studio putting trust in it. It's uh, trusted in well, a guy's vision film, like
0: that. This film came out after. This is his follow up to Black Swan. Is that correct, or was there something I, in between? I, I because think it was I think, I think yeah. Black Swan was That's a really 2012, huge. That uh, I think even two thousand ten. I but I remember Black Swan was a huge hit. Yes. And as opposed to his previous works, which definitely had more like modest success, uh, and had more of an indie feel. Black Swan definitely felt like a big payoff movie for him, and maybe it launched him into mainstream. Uh, you know ma- like the sort of mainstream, uh, uh like filmography that people like. You almost became like a household name briefly. So, yeah, the, the studio paid off big time from Black Swan and said, okay, like that's the thing. That's like the blank check thing, right? Where you now can, you know, we you made us a lot of money before, so now go ahead and do your thing because now we're just gonna trust the process. And I don't believe this movie made a lot of money. Is that correct? I think this fair movie it did fair was. I think when you include, looking at the budget and the box office, I think when you include marketing, it might have, like, broken even. So, it wasn't, like, as huge of a a success. And, again, it's not a movie that really people went back to or even really remembered that much. Um, But, I don't know, I I kind of appreciate the fact that I went back to it because there are some things I did really like about it. I think, for me, the moment that sold it for me was when Noah is telling the story, the Genesis, and you're getting the juxtaposition between the religious version of how the world started, and then the scientific visuals Mm -hmm. of how it all started. And I thought it was an interesting marriage. It almost sold me like, oh, you can be really religious, but also accept the science of how like the universe like I don't want to say really started. I mean, that's what I believe, the scientific version. But like, what is a day? What is time? Like in the first day, there was light. In the first day, might just been. You know, what, is, what is time when there's no one around anyway? So I, I found that whole, um, the, the whole imagery and the whole juxtaposition between the religious and scientific versions of history to be just uh, the, the best part of the movie for me. I actually rewound and rewatched it afterwards because I enjoyed it so much. In the beginning, there was nothing
3: nothing but the silence of an infinite darkness. But the breath of the Creator fluttered against the face of the void, whispering, Let there be light. And light was, and it was good, the first day. And then the formless light began to take on substance and shape, the second day. And our world was born, our beautiful, fragile home, and a great, warming light nurtured its days. And a lesser light ruled the nights and there was evening and morning
2: another day i think that was that i think he's done that kind that style of editing and every in a lot in some other uh parts of his movie and that's his strength and i i enjoyed that uh i'm not saying like i i do appreciate i just think this he presented his thesis of this movie and i just. I'm still debating with myself. I did groceries today. I was wondering, while I'm wandering around the store, does this, did I, does the story of Noah even need to be told? Like, I, no, I just, I just didn't care. Did I you need a theatrical care. version? Do I even need a story like this? Or not even like this. Do I even need the story at all? Well, like, well, I, like, don't know. I think... couldn't care about Noah. Like, I and granted, I know he's not the, he's not the hero of the story. He's clearly huh. a flawed protagonist. But well, I hold on a second. I just realized something. After.
0: I, well, I just realized something. I mean, Noah is, I think, one of the more well known stories of the Bible. I mean, clearly, like, even if you don't really have read the Bible or know the Bible that well, you've heard of Noah in the story. And it's been something that's been referenced a lot. And so, this is something that Aronofsky wanted to tell. It's not yes. like there was a demand for another religious film, right? I probably the most famous one that comes to mind is like the Ten Commandments, which they play on Easter every year. So there is some audience for that, but it's not really something people are clamoring for. But you know what? You mentioned Keith, I just struck me now. You mentioned before you wanted a Noah's Ark comedy that you would have preferred that? That does exist. Yeah. Evan, Evan Almighty. Almighty. <laughs> It's a terrible movie, and it does exist. They tried to do oh, it, and yeah, it didn't they work. Did.
2: Oh yeah, I never. I think I, I. think I felt that's like a plane movie. That's like a movie that like they put on yeah. for free at on a plane. That's yeah, right. I, you know I've never seen that. Uh, and now I, I saw I, like
0: did... maybe five minutes of it, and I like did not. I did not enjoy a single second that I did watch, but it's been done. <laughs> For it's the record, done. it's been done, and I take networked.
2: that I, Maybe I just don't care about Noah at all. And, he, <laughs> and here's the
1: thing, right? And here's the thing. You, like, you don't care about Noah, and I think, you know, and I think in some ways, maybe Darren Avsky doesn't care about Noah either. In some ways, Noah is just uh, a vessel. No, Noah, the story of Noah is a vessel uh, to tell another story of, like, you know, um human destruction of the environment um, and st- stuff that, you know, that Darren Aronofsky is passionate about. So the movie is, in a sense becomes a vessel for a certain message that, you know, Aronofsky wants to tell. And it's, I think it's a, he does it in a creative way. If in not the sometimes heavy handed the- in some ways. Sure, Very sure. heavy handed.
0: In, in that I agree. Worked, and that, I think it's about uh, humanity, violence towards the environment, but also towards each other. Because, again, in that montage of how the world started and whatnot, you see um, like a silhouetted version of Cain killing Abel, but then also projected yeah, on how that's something that's been done throughout all of history, mm-hmm. which I find very interesting. Because the whole idea, I guess, is that all the wicked people in the world are the descendants of Cain, and those are all the people who get wiped out, but yeah, yeah there's still wickedness in the world
2: afterwards. Darren Aronofsky was has been interested in this story since he was young. He wanted to do this, yeah. and I do not deny his passion. I think he applies that same kind of passion to all his other movies. I think The Wrestler is a masterpiece. I, I think, and I don't begrudge the challenge that he took to make this a make this kind of movie. I, I think the themes of this movie are kind of weak like it's expected it's expected humanity sucks but there's hope i think those same thing uh themes come in mother and i think that movie's as chaotic as it is it wants to be chaotic it puts me through a nightmare and it gets the message across way better than than noah does in Mm -hmm. its time length i i just don't think uh i think the to quote, not to quote, but it's kind of weak sauce. I think the themes and the execution are kind of weak sauce to me.
1: It's okay. probably his most mainstream movie when you say in some ways it's an action epic yeah. kind
0: there of Yeah, there are like, like some cliches in there that you don't normally see There like is an off skin movie.
1: Yeah, I think there's definitely like, you know, going back to Keith's sorry. Lord of the Rings thing. There is definitely, yeah. the studio wanted something that was like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah, something they some epic that. like
0: that. I think maybe this movie would have been a lot more financially successful if perhaps it was released in, like, the mid-2000s when we had all these other ancient epics that were coming out, again, in the wake of Lord of the Rings' success. We had movies like Troy and, uh, what is it, Um, the the one movie about uh, the Crusades. There were, like, all these, like, ancient movies being told, and maybe this movie was just a little late after people had lost interest in that genre. He wanted to do it after
2: Requiem. Or at least like after after Pi or Requiem, I, I can't remember which. I think this movie would have benefited from a smaller budget, because I think all the graphics. Maybe. I, I thought I thought when Edith, the garden was coming up and the snakes and the animals are arriving, I thought that it, it's not even like uh, I know this. I'm looking at CGI. I just thought it was if
0: uh, goofy. Well, I, if I can't well, find a
2: better word, it's goofy.
0: Well, you know what the. Something I did, I think you can achieve better with a bigger uh, budget is like the physical production of it. And I like this arc set. I thought they had created a very interesting arc because I guess when you usually think of an arc, you don't think of it on the scale you would actually need to. And I liked it was like this like huge labyrinth of a structure uh, where you have like all these you know places for all the different kinds of animals. And so I thought that was something that you couldn't really achieve if you're doing maybe a more Uh, indie version of noah that's something i i appreciated more out of this too like the visuals not just cgi but there were some practical things going on too that i really liked you know what i thought was funny too when was it tubal Cain? he's like the bad guy Mm -hmm. of the movie he like is able to get onto the ark and he's like eating these animals (laughs) and it's so funny it's like oh that's why we don't have some of these animals because he ate them be funny if there was like a unicorn on board and he like ate the unicorns and that's why we don't have those anymore it's (laughs) because he ate them the jerk deprived us of these interesting animals
3: the creator formed us on the second day the day he made the heavens we watched over adam and eve saw their frailty and their love and then we saw their fall and we pitied them we were not stone then, but light. It was not our place to interfere. Yet we chose to try and help mankind. And when we disobeyed the Creator, He punished us. We were encrusted
0: by your world. I just was going to go a little bit into the cast, right? So you have Russell Crowe as Noah and he's playing this very uh you, I think the whole idea of this movie too is to show this tortured inner struggle of Noah and actually also to show that he wasn't like this 100% pure good guy because he does make maybe some bad choices throughout the movie so I think Darren Arnowski wanted to focus on that the most and do you think he was able him and Russell Crowe were able to achieve that in the movie did you find that compelling or do you think that was achieved
1: I thought so. I thought Russell Crowe was great. I think he, yeah. I think you know, he, he really portrayed the transformation of Noah from like this kind of like characterist, somewhat like jaded but still idealistic, and kind of following the word of God, and then, and then it kind of like the weight of this responsibility starts to really weigh on him. And I think you see mm-hmm. it in in Russell Crowe and the way he shaves his head, and you know, the way he like kind of grows as a character and. His, the way he begins to like interpret the world as like okay like we all deserve to die is like like we're only doing we're only we're only surviving this thing so we could get the animals safe and then after that yeah. we are meant to die we're supposed to die out right
0: it seems like the turning point for that is when he goes right? right when he goes into the the village to find potential wives for his sons that is the turning point he sees the carnage and then he's like oh no this all must be. Ended like the, the, we are such wicked creatures after seeing that. And I was thinking to myself, this is one village. No, well, <laughs> have you like gone to other places and seen if they're all like this? Yeah, you're judging the whole planet on this one place, I think. It's also based on, but his life I guess, experience, that's the idea,
1: right? And I think also, like, mm. there was that scene where he went to the village and he saw the guy kind of like sell sell the women for the
0: meat. That's what I'm talking and about. Then, that's the scene that he's like, humanity must, yeah. And then, like,
1: I thought it was interesting the way they portrayed it because, like, he, he saw the guy like tearing carrying to the flesh of the meat and turned around and looked at him and then he saw himself like that was russell crowe yes. back, back at himself and he's like the snake boy
2: yeah.
1: and i think that's he realized that like he's no different i think that's like a moment where like he realized oh i'm a bad guy too i think it wasn't which it wasn't judgment think... on them it was, it was him judgment judging himself oh. in a way and i think he was like okay right. i realize i don't deserve to live anymore either <laughs> like
0: mm. which also kind of confused me because when he, when he saw himself i thought oh is this actually just a dream but I guess it wasn't. That was uh, just a visual way of showing that sort of realization that he. But but uh, that to me is uh, that that threw me off a little bit. He's been
1: bit. doing peyote the whole movie, so <laughs> who knows?
0: <laughs> Those who bears wasn't? that who wasn't like, during you know, that Anthony time. Hopkins wants. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nothing else to do. Drink some tea. Uh, yeah, and then uh, you had Jennifer Connelly, who's like you know, worked with Aronofsky before. Uh, I thought she was very grounded in the movie. Uh, so I, I liked her performance. I think she might have been the best. She might have done the best performance for me in the movie. I thought she was
3: excellent. I mm-hmm.
1: thought she was awesome. I don't, yeah, especially like in the when it got to the boat and like he was like saying how he was going to kill the, the, the children that when they're born or the child when it's mm-hmm. born. Um, and she kind of like tells him off and tells him like she'll like, never forgive him. I think that was a really good, performance even emma watson had a really good performance i think um, yeah
0: i i'm glad i like that they gave uh those characters um you know i don't remember their biblical names but jennifer connelly and emma watson i'm glad they gave them like some agency mm-hmm. in the movie it's not just all noah doing stuff like jennifer connelly she goes to anthony hopkins and she like she does things that are against what noah wishes but like that she thinks is best for the family so yeah, I, I I'm glad that they also focus on giving these other characters something to do, and they weren't all just at the whim of of Noah. Yeah. I found uh, Emma Watson so...
2: distracting. <laughs> oh, really? No, it's like she's she's good, but I I just kept going like I it just I just found her distracting, just like and I wasn't able. She, I don't think she was able to break into any character for me. But that's just, like, me being... I thought the other like the kid Harry did a Potter better thing? job. Oh, is that why? I thought... it might. I want to say so, but... you think I... maybe they
0: should have gotten... Should they have gotten someone less famous to be yes. in a role?
2: Maybe? Uh, yes. Because I, I I, thought about it... Was I'm like, was it Harry Potter? And even Harry Potter has been able to break out of his Harry Potter-ness. To me, he has taken on very interesting roles.
0: Yeah, um, Daniel
2: Radcliffe. Daniel man. Radcliffe. Uh because they're very drastic. But I, 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 I thought the kid who played uh, Logan Lerman, I thought uh, the kid who played Ham was great, too. I just... I don't think I he don't was I don't know, bad. actually. I, I thought he was...
0: I thought Logan Lerman was actually the weakest actor for me, because he seemed to kind of have the same reaction to everything. Uh, I, I appreciated that the, that his character was maybe the most conflicted, but I didn't also totally buy the arc. Like, I thought it was a little contrived <laughs> that he meets this... The he arc. meets this girl. Yeah. <laughs> dead on... Uh, you know that was bound to happen eventually but anyways he meets this girl when he's trying to find his own wife he meets this like poor tortured girl that is only to be killed five minutes later just so he can be even more mad at his dad and have a reason to portray him later on but I thought that was a very obvious storytelling like plot device that he's meeting this girl and then she dies because at one Mm -hmm. point he's acting like that they've known each other for a long time. It's like, I'm not going to leave you, and da-da-da. And I, I, you know, it, it was almost as if, like, they had known each other. Like, we just met this character, and you're just killing her off just to make him upset. And I feel like that is kind of like a shallow storytelling device yeah. that Aronofsky should be better than. That's what I'm saying. Like, when you say mainstream is the most mainstream movies, like, plot points like that, you know, something that is not the most nuanced type of writing. yeah
1: yeah i would agree with that yeah so his his character Um, was like whatever for me i kind of like i didn't think he was mm -hmm. bad in it i just thought like i don't know like they're just
0: he should have been more compelling yeah he should have been because they want you could tell he was supposed to be. yeah i
1: don't know because ham is a weird weird like loaded like biblical character i think right there's not much right. about him. Mean, there is him. that thing. There's not much about him, but he's like the cursed son of right. Noah, and they're sort of trying to like extrapolate that. And kind there
0: of... is a curse of Ham. Yeah, yeah. Right. I read something like that. There's a curse of Ham, but that's and because he saw his that's... dad's
1: butt when he was naked.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was saying. Like he he he, he saw his father's naked drunkenness. Yeah. But how does that make well, him cursed? Didn't that should cover make Noah. He
1: told his brothers, and then his brothers covered him up. So he like. He,
0: oh he, okay. You know, he that was I noticed time. too. That, yeah, that was a funny thing too. Like watching the movie, there's just a stark shot of Russell Crowe's butt <laughs> when he's like, drunken on on the beach. You know, like, uh, hmm, okay, oh, yeah, interesting. So they
1: had to kind of invent something for him, right? Because I mean, in 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 the Bible, they all had wives. Like they all they all had someone to fuck. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. Emma, come Emma on, Dad. Emma Watson. I'm horny
2: over here. She wasn't in the Bible, no, no. right? The, the, the wives yeah, had no. She, she care. Was...
1: There's no names. Like I don't really think, even think yeah. Noah's wife had a name in the Bible. What is it?
3: An ark to hold the innocent when the Creator sends his deluge to wipe out the wicked from this world. The Creator does not care what happens in this world. Nobody has heard from him since he marked Cain. We are alone, Orphan children, cursed to struggle by the sweat of our brow to survive. Damned if I don't do everything it takes to do just that. Damned if I, I don't, don't take what I want.
0: So, you know what's an interesting Trip too? I think this movie did is, you know, obviously it's spoken in English because, like, you know, this is for American audiences and made by a Hollywood production. But in order to, I guess, make it sound more epic or ancient, they're speaking in, like, english accents or in some vague european accent of some kind right then a lot of movies like i know um like a lot of these like alexander the great they're speaking in like kind of a a british accent or something and i'm like why does it have to be british accent i guess they're just trying to make it sound not american but they wouldn't sound english either i don't know like what the solution would that would would you need was i couldn't
1: i didn't know what accent they were using like like it didn't click to me like i couldn't tell like for some reason when they were acting my brain couldn't connect a, like like at one point i thought logan lerman was using an american accent and then the next second is i'm like is he is that a british accent and then emma watson yeah his might have gone in and, and out i i, th- I...
2: I don't think that's on you, though. Yeah, no, it's not on
1: me. But it's like there's like there's like this. I don't think I don't think Jennifer Collet. Con, does she have an English accent, Jennifer Collet?
0: She does not. I think she's an American actress. Well, I could be American, wrong. I don't know. I mean, obviously I Russell Crowe is Australian. An English
1: accent is what I'm saying. So like, I,
0: it was like an it's like an acting accent. Yeah. it's like something you do when maybe yeah, you're doing like, Shakespeare. Oh, it's yeah, heightened. I'm,
1: yeah. I am Sebastian. Blah, blah blah.
0: It's like what you like imagine ancient people to sound like in English in yeah, modern yeah. English. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying do something like in The Passion of the Christ where they speak Aramaic or something because that's a whole other choice to make if you want to do that. I get like doing it in English for the sake of a modern audience, but I just find that to be an interesting choice. And again, going back to how mainstream this is, you have to have that choice. I don't know what other kind of accent you could do. I'm sure if they sounded like modern Americans, that also would throw us off. But um, Maybe that's just a flaw in the genre as a whole. Yeah.
2: Did this movie go on too long for either anyone else? <laughs> um, Maybe a little bit. Actually, I thought the the parts that
0: I was like getting a little impatient was before mm. the Flood. That was when I'm like, all right, because like, they keep setting everything up, and they keep building towards the Flood, and I'm like, let's just get to the Flood already. Because I feel like actually after the Flood and onwards... It didn't really seem to drag for me after that either. There seems to be a lot mm-hmm. of stuff happening. But when, yeah, like the whole building process and the, the you know, the two kingdom conflict, that all seemed to go on a little too long for me, I guess. But, it, I don't know, not too too much. I expected it to be longer,
1: if yeah. anything. I don't know. I, there, I think there were some points of drag. I can't pinpoint exactly where it dragged, but I don't know. I think there's a it, mix of both. Like, I because I, I think there were some some aspects of the story that I found less compelling than others. So like, like I didn't care for like the Tubal cane and Ham sequences. Like, I, I didn't really necessarily buy that Ham was going to mm-hmm. betray his father, and like help that guy. I didn't get that either. Is, like, That's why he's I... an asshole. Like, there's nothing redeeming about like Ray right. that guy's brutal. Like, so Ham isn't that stupid. He ends up killing him anyway. So that was pointless. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know
0: just to kind of maybe like add more to the story. Right. Because what are they going to do on this boat full of animals for like the next 30, 40 minutes of the film? Like you got to have, I guess some, the conflicts are that uh, Emma Watson's pregnant and Russell Crowe isn't like that. But then to add more to it, there's a guy who snuck on to this arc and by, by cutting a hole in the side, (laughs) that might've been a problem, but you know, it's not, but the point is like, now that sets up this battle scene again, a cliche that the climax of the movie has to be a big yeah. fight scene. Like, the, do you need a bad guy? The flood's the bad guy. <laughs> the water is the bad
2: well, guy. Well, uh, yeah, I imagine Darren Aronofsky saw it like I, he did his research, and Tubal Cain apparently has like one line sentence in the Bible um, that he's a blacksmith. He's like, "There, like Cain, descendants of Cain. We got the bad guy. I got my final battle." I know right before they the flood right before they boarded the arc I paused the film just to see where I was at and I was I, I had an hour left and I was just like, Oh damn. Like I thought the movie I thought the movie oh, could go no. on too long. I, I this movie just not didn't hit me.
0: <laughs> okay, no, that's that's fair. Uh, I mean, I feel like any time for a lot of modern a lot of modern audiences it's hard to get them into like a religious-themed movie because, um, yeah, you know, it sounds like it could be a chore almost. Like, oh, you're doing like, a, like I feel like a lot of biblical stories do have cinematic potential, but that's you know, it's hard to sell that to, to people these days. And it could sound like a sermon almost. It could yeah, you, know, you could maybe wind up with a movie that sounds like you're actually going to church. Well,
2: I don't want to say I, I like I a movie. Which I hate. Uh, I mean, it's this movie didn't like. I was excited to watch this movie. I really kind of gave this movie like I went. I had no idea where it would take me. I didn't see it. I uh, when it came out. I. I, as I, I respect the movie, I respect that this movie got made in the way that it did. I think I because it does. I think a movie like this is good for a discussion. Like this, like wh- like I think there are merits to why you can yeah. like it to why you can't. And I, I'm happy it got made. I'm I kind of appreciate that people like it and can back up the reasons as as uh, in par with me not liking it. As opposed, to, I'm like I, I know when I was doing research and looking at fan comments, audience reviews, it did say, you know, a lot of them I cut out through the bullshit of I'm offended by this movie. This is not what happens in the Bible, which that I, that I remember the controversy surrounding that.
0: That's a significant portion of the dislike of the movie right like that I agree I mean I, I would sift through that too because it's all the same thing like okay that's that there are no rock people in the Bible movie. I'm like yes
2: I know but like <laughs> that's not the point <laughs>
0: there aren't well uh, another well another another controversy to touch on is the fact that the entire cast is I guess Caucasian like yeah you know, I, I, I don't know again like where exactly in the world that this would take place. I imagine somewhere in, like, the old religious world, like, surrounding, I don't know, maybe, like, the Middle East somewhere, um, you know. But that's, that's like, a common... Uh, another, another common uh, complaint about a lot of these epic movies is you have a lot of white actors playing... Uh, like, uh, Caucasian actors playing people that didn't have to be white like it's an all-white yeah. cast but you know you've had like again uh they had that uh gods of egypt movie from like four or five years ago and again all white actors like this is like the ancient world it could be anything really like you could have maybe maybe you could be done something interesting where you had a very diverse cast and you know family is made of people of like all different races like that, that that you have a potential maybe to explore that but um you know and then I just didn't make a note on that. Yeah,
1: I think that's I think that's valid. You know, there it was very it is very uh, pale cast. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It it could have it could yeah. have maybe done with well. some mixing up. I don't. Yeah.
0: Because um. if you do a movie like again that if if you're gonna have a creative interpretation on again like the Bible, and maybe you can say oh, this is like a blank canvas we can do so much with it. Like, why not? take some bold choices with casting you, they made a lot of bold cat bold choices in visuals you know like you should try to explore every avenue that you but, can you know,
1: it's it's like a big studio picture so are they really going to take a risk like that by having like a mixed race cast or an all black cast
2: you know i well, now maybe they now they would i think now they would and it's amazing how how much in that ter- uh, progress in those regards has happened in seven years uh I, I, that's why I think they went with Emma Watson in term in, in, instead of an uh, unknown. Yeah. Like, like that. This is how we get the Harry Potter crowd. Yeah. It, it's all, it's all, uh, and, yeah. and, and I'm sure Darren Aronofsky and the studio have their reasons for going with, like, you know, as you said, they were, uh, him and Jennifer Connolly worked together. Uh, I think Anthony Hopkins was kind of. I mean, Russ, they're, they're all, all good, good, good actors. But, yeah,
0: Russell Crowe is a great actor. It's,
2: I'm sure even Darren Aronofsky would say fair point. It's it's he went with like
0: yeah just to touch yeah. on that. So that again you have like maybe some religious backlash, and then some maybe backlash and potential whitewashing. Um, so you know you have those. But in terms of the maybe like the the craft of the film itself, you know I, I I agree this is maybe not for everyone. I mean Keith, it seems like even though you said you were excited to watch it based on what you're saying about not really needing a Noah movie, it seems like just premise alone you know, you're not really even, um, again, on board <laughs> with the idea of doing a Noah I think film. It's,
2: I think this is the only NOAA movie that we that we could get. Like, I... Darren Aronofsky is interesting. And, and, and granted, we, we've, we've had past discussions about, like, movies that we've done on this podcast where it was like, you know, my my opinion on this movie has kind of changed. And we might get into that later on in in another show but uh you know i'm not saying this is the only time i'm going to watch it uh i think my opinion on uh i think Daranowski's opinion on or how you feel about his movie is ever changing i think for the first time yeah. I, I think for me it's just like i saw the thesis that he's presenting in noah i respect the directing i, I actually i the, the strengths of the directing and the acting the weaknesses for me are the story and the structure and the pacing. Mm. And the story itself is, uh, while the lore is great, and I know he did his research and he was passionate about it, I just don't think it's a complete misdirect for me.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah, I get that. I feel like he had specific goals in mind for this film at the end of the day. He really wanted to uh, maybe humanize the Noah character and make him feel more relatable or just, you know, more fleshed out, like more third, like give him like a third dimension. And he wanted to uh, relate the issues that the story of Noah explores to something more relevant to us today. I think those are his like ultimate goals. Uh, but Goals worth pursuing? Yeah, that... I'm
2: not like, like, I'm, yeah. like, definitely goals worth pursuing. And obviously, like... People half you know, a good amount of people saw it and some people barring the offended people didn't. <laughs> yeah. The
1: way I see it is that in terms of like a religious themed movie, like, Noah is probably as good as you're gonna get. Right? Like you could you could mm-hmm. either get, you know, super super uber religious, close to the book kind of telling of it, which is going to be so straightforward and boring or you're going to get something yeah super weird like Noah despite some missteps I think is kind of like a very respectable and creative adaptation of the story
0: right I feel like I'm going to find myself somewhere in between you guys in terms of like the opinion scale here because I did like I I liked that there were choices that were made uh but at the same time I don't know I, I almost felt like to me it didn't even need to be like a full length mm. film at times you can maybe have made this like much shorter maybe like as like a special or something um I mean there is like, like again old hollywood tradition of doing the more faithful adaptations of the bible like I said the last or um sorry the 10 commandments is Played every year on Easter, and it usually gets like a huge audience. So there is some interest in that, and I guess maybe there are some people who are really religious that want to see that reflected in Hollywood more. I, I don't kind know.
1: Of debate like people who love Passion of the Christ, but we're out there probably protesting
2: Last Temptation of Christ. You know, it's like... well. Yeah, no, I uh, yeah, yeah good point. Well, the, I always think the the people that were offended by this because I remember the controversy or people on like Fox and CNN talking about this and it, it kind of is like a streisand effect it's just like it may it probably made people curious to see this movie yeah, like this yeah. is an offensive movie and then you go and see it and it's kind of like how we talk about horror movies like this it's is not. the scariest movie of all time and you go see it and people are like i they may have their their pros and cons about the movie but i don't see it as offensive mm.
0: Yeah, I I think that that was definitely like blown out of proportion, as most controversies surrounding film are Hot usually.
1: By people who probably didn't see the movie.
0: Yeah, right. Sometimes people make an opinion without actually having seen it, you know, based on things they heard from other people or things they read about it. I don't know. But, yeah, you know, like again, a mainstream. This I can't think of any other recent mainstream religious themed films that are again, like, taking out of a story of the Bible, that seems to be, like, an old Hollywood thing and maybe not necessarily something that has an appeal with modern film audiences.
1: Yeah, I don't, yeah the most recent memory is probably Passion of the Christ.
0: Before that, which was... That made a splash for just how how violent it was. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a whole other different kind of movie for all other kinds of reasons. Um, you know, also, like, the fact that it was spoken in Aramaic... Uh, Aramaic but anyways like that that i think uh, that had like a fire brimstone effect to it that was also like a very uh f- like overly faithful maybe some people would argue like too like literal yeah. um interpretation of you know uh of what it's depicted Does the
2: prince of egypt count
0: whereas
1: oh yeah prince of egypt which actually i think is probably yeah i think uh I know,
0: that, I was, that, made a big,
2: that was like critically and audience and that was before passion the right. animated yes. movie
0: right the animated movie that was um the, the 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 prince of egypt that was like late 90s i believe it right, yeah. was like a dreamworks yeah. picture
1: no i think it was disney um,
0: Just, yeah you're
2: playing with the big no, boys pretty, now yeah.
0: i remember that song i think that was i'm pretty sure that was the same com- uh, that was dreamworks when they were still doing 2d like do you guys remember el dorado yes uh, yeah it was another yeah, I think... No, nah, I'm pretty sure that was uh, DreamWorks, and then they shifted over to, like, Shrek and did all sorts of, like, you know, smart-ass movies after that. Uh, but they had more of, like, a classic, you know, Prince of Egypt, El Dorado storytelling before that. But anyways... Um, yeah, that's a good example of one. And, you know, maybe... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe... I'm going to say an- animation... Animation and religious storytelling is an interesting combo, too, because Prince of Egypt, that was going for... That also obviously takes some it's like a family-friendly version. Oh, of very. <laughs> right.
2: and, and anything with vegetables too. I mean, I th- those those guys uh, went well, in that market.
1: But that, but even that gets the dark, tales. Like, I don't know how you do Veggie
2: Tales of drowning the entire human race. You did know? they ever do? <laughs> yeah. Did they ever do Veggie Tales of like, Oscar uh, of Abraham and Isaac? I was gonna say Oscar Isaac for a second, but it's like, how do you do the Veggie Tales version of that? It's just like this cucumber is going to kill this pickle. I think they, uh, they had a um, um, John Wilkes Booth assassination or else. They did a VeggieTales on there. <laughs> oh, my God. Tomato sauce. I would tomato sauce to everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, broke a stalk coming so... out of the balcony, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a corn, uh, John Wilkes corn on the cob. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, when, I don't know. The whole idea, like... Uh, veggie Tales, like let's inspire children's faith through like vegetables. Like, okay, and I mean, how many of those movies back when in like the '90s or 2000s? That that, that always, as a kid, like kind of creeped me out more than anything. So I don't know if that would that would have like done the opposite. They always looked for like me. they were
2: rendering as you watched them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very low budget, but they ate from the forbidden fruit.
3: Their innocence is extinguished. So for the 10 generations since Adam's sin has walked within us. Brother against brother. Nation against nation. Man against creation. We murdered each other. We broke the world. We did this. Man did this. Everything that was beautiful, Everything that was good, we shattered. Now, it begins again.
0: I think we can now move on to the phase where we give our final thoughts and our uh, percentage score for Noah. So let's start with Sebastian. What, what's your, like, final take, and where are you landing on the tomato meter?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, overall, like, the movie, um... I liked it when I first saw it. I think, if I'm remembering correctly, um, I like it now. Though, like like I said earlier, I don't know if I I'm compelled to like rewatch it all that much. You know, other Darren Darren Aronofsky movies, like I'm not, I'm am f- afraid to watch again in some ways. So I need to be in the right mood. This one, hmm. you know, I wouldn't mind seeing again. Um, will I go out of my way? Maybe not. It was a little long at times to um, everyone's points about that. Um, overall, though, I thought it was a I thought it was a creative take on the on a biblical story, and I, I had a lot of a lot of respect for it because it, it really I think it was kind of outside the box in a lot of ways. Um, you know, despite being a little preachy at times and uh, heavy-handed, um, so I think I think I'll probably give it like a B plus I guess eighty. 88
2: 87
0: 88 some of that okay okay um so a pass for you a good score
2: for you but uh keith what about you uh you know i i i could say a lot of what you sebastian just said but i could view that uh like i think darren aronofsky you have to be in a certain mood to watch it some like requiem i think is like once every 25 years it's good it's just like (laughs) it's it's a tough one very tough one um, I, I know this won't be the last time I watch it again, and my I'll be in a different place in my life. Uh, I know what to expect going in. The score will change. It might get better. It might get worse. Um, I, I'm willing to bet that in uh, compared to his other films, this isn't. This is probably. This probably ranks towards the bottom. And while I give it, he's a good director. He's an interesting director. He's not afraid to tackle different genres. Really good acting. Really good character work. uh, But the story itself just kind of drags and just misses the mark for me. And I'm going to give it a 45 not on line of being offended but just because I didn't care for it.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, you know, I think that this movie may be like daring for a religious movie but it is not daring for an Aronofsky movie yeah. right I, he's definitely been more daring in his other movies and i think he probably could have taken this a lot further you're right sebastian i do like the choices that he made but i feel like he could have taken it like a few more steps sure. right there is potential to to do more and, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of times when you talk about certain prolific directors, like we've talked about a couple of Spielberg movies in the past, there's like, you know, when they're already established, you kind of have a different bar set for them. Uh, just you, you expect certain things for them. So it's good, but yeah, it could have. It I think it could have been really great and something memorable. And unfortunately for me, it wasn't nearly that memorable. So... I would give this, like, a 68%. Really? Well,
1: I didn't think the score was going to be that drastically different. Interesting. Interesting.
0: I just, I I feel like the, uh, the, the hard thing is his other movies have had a much bigger oh, impact sure. on me. And I feel like at the end of the day, even though I liked a lot of things, I didn't really have uh, the impact that I think he was striving for. Sure, that sure. probably is its biggest shortcoming.
1: I think, you know... When I looked back on the movie before I rewatched it, I couldn't remember a lot of the aspects of it to its detriment, right? Yeah. And yeah. what struck me this time was the kind of like psychological torment of Noah, and I kind of I think I clung to that aspect of it as a part that I really enjoyed in the sense that I think it was like it didn't take the subject matter lightly in some ways, you know. I also think Mhm maybe this movie was kind of like out of the director's wheelhouse in a lot of ways, you know, yes, him working on yes. smaller pictures. Usually this is kind of like very probably difficult for him to make.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. I, he might be, yeah, he's some of his most, most memorable impactful works were the ones where he probably had all the control. And he was again, like they, like whack me. I'm like, not by all means, like a big mainstream movie, but definitely like one that people first think of when they think of his filmography. Well, before uh, and yeah, here again I'm you Sorry. Oh well, yeah, before yeah, I, sorry, reveal I the
2: score. Uh, one tidbit that I found interesting was did you guys uh in your this is actually a unique thing. You guys saw a pre-screening. Was it the ex- take out uh, aside from the stuff that wasn't added in, was it the exact same movie because the studio made 3 edits to it. Without his permission.
0: That's true. I read that. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I feel like this was pretty much the movie that I remembered. Uh, The only thing is that this time when I was watching it, there was no big ass shot (laughs) of Russell Crowe's butt when he was naked on the beach. But I'm not sure if that's because that was something only in the test greeting and maybe someone said, like, oh, I didn't like that. More ass. Or less ass. But – I'm not sure if that's because of the way I watched it this time, which I found this movie hard to find in streaming and I was only able to find it for some reason. It's on like the sci-fi channel app, which is interesting that this is sci-fi. <laughs> I wouldn't say that the like Noah's Ark is a science fiction story, but uh, yeah, maybe this is I might have been seeing like what is a for TV version of it? uh so i don't know which also kind of ruined the movie too for me a little bit this particular streaming experience because there were ad breaks that came in like the middle of scenes sometimes <laughs> tired of flooding <laughs> your like your house <laughs> um, yeah 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 apropos ads as well so anyway that was like my little weird uh, streaming experience with it like this movie maybe doesn't have a lot of demand to be rewatched, which is maybe why i had a hard time finding it on like a mainstream streaming platform i don't know yeah
1: i i don't remember him being too many differences to the, the one i watch now than to the one i watched previously um though it's, it was so long ago i wouldn't remember anyway, okay probably. that's fair but um i wonder i wonder if this movie won't be like um won't catch a second wind i don't know maybe maybe it's already like too late hmm. to catch a second wind but maybe it might you know who knows Someone might I think look Mother back has on, a better chance on Aronofsky's filmography and kind of look at Noah and be like, "What is this weird movie?" and then think, "Oh, well, wow, so you're like better than we thought." Probably because expectations are so low about yeah. it. I don't know.
2: <sighs> I think Mother has a better um, chance, honestly. Maybe. I mean, Mother's a whole another monster.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, so what is what is our score? Well, even though I, 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 I went on the other side of it. I've yet to be dissatisfied with any of these final scores. It comes out to a sixty-seven.
0: Oh, okay. Well, in that case, uh, we are we are like fairly in the middle, but we do lean slightly more towards the critical score. Uh, so that means that I officially decree that on Noah we are siding with the critics.
2: Happy to hear it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's. I think a 67, that's fair.
0: That's fair. I mean, that's not as enthusiastic as the critics, but it's not as negative as the audience is. So that's, I feel like, a more reasonable score. I mean, that's probably the lowest score I would give to any Aronofsky film. Yeah, maybe, maybe for Easter or maybe for this podcast, we can inspire some people to revisit this movie if they haven't had a long time or even have yet to do so in the first place. I think he it's knows. a movie
2: worth always worth checking out. It's not. It's not one of those. It's not a mediocre movie. In, in like, I, it's. There's things to admire. It's worth a film discussion. I just. Of. It's worth a film discussion. Through. Yeah, it's worth a divided As films mostly, podcast is what I'm trying to say.
0: <laughs> it was made for this podcast. That's yeah. why, <laughs> and now it served its purpose and can get drunk on a beach. <laughs> so uh thank you sebastian for joining thanks us again. for i guess what is our our easter episode talking about noah
1: my pleasure thanks for having me uh,
0: yeah no problem hope everyone is enjoying the the spring weather and uh join us again next time guys for another divided film all right thanks a lot bye